Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, everybody. It is MLS week. MLS week. We have games, real games coming up. Uh, I am Jimmy. He is Dan. Y'all are listening to episode 23 of No Other no Pod. No Other Pod. And Dan, I hope you're doing well because I am excited because we get real live MLS soccer this week. I'm doing great, man. The uh, I I just realized I'm gonna sing everything that you say like the Dr Pepper guy. Cause, cause <laughs> MLS is back. It's gonna be fun, man. I'm I'm so pumped. <laughs> Oh man, it's it's gonna it's so crazy because it doesn't feel like that long ago we were watching MLS Cup and and we were you know we had started the podcast uh, right after Sporting KC won the Open Cup last year and yeah. we kind of went through the second half of the season and and then of course there was that heartbreaking playoff loss in the knockout round down in Houston and it's kind of like okay well now we got a long off season ahead and and you know give our our Not listeners a little. Yeah, well, it didn't end up being that long, but, you know, giving our listeners a little inside look as, as we were figuring out how to do this, you know, we had discussions of, are we going to record every week in the off season? Will we have enough content? And man, we had more than enough content and now oh, yeah. we're back and it's crazy. And we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what no, we're doing at all. Not at all. I'll take that back. You're actually pretty good at it. And I'm just like, hey, yeah. help me. <laughs> I, I, I fake it. I mean, how many times have you gotten a... Uh, a text at 11:30 the night before the pod's supposed to go up, and I'm like, it's all gone. Like literally, yeah. it's all gone. <laughs> Someone took so. it. My recording's gone. <laughs> yeah. So we're, you know, there have been some some bumps along the way, but we're getting there. Um, There's been some bumps. <laughs> and man, I Sorry, cannot I'm knock wait. that off. <laughs> I cannot wait for Sunday. Um, it's gonna be so much fun. Sunday, man. Dude, I'm excited for Saturday too, man. You got a full day of games. I'm I'm all over that. But Sunday for sporting, absolutely. Yes, sir. It will be great. Um, I yeah, man. I are there any national? I mean, we'll talk about all these games, um, as we as we get a little bit later after we do some some sporting KC previews. Um, I guess there's only one Sunday's national games. TV game. Yeah, there, there's those Sunday games, but there's only one national TV game on. Uh, on Saturday, and that's in Univision. So, ah, Univision. Actually, you know, we'll probably get to watch them all for free, I think, because uh, that weird MLS Live thing, that's not a thing anymore. So I think we'll be able to just right. sit in front of our computers all day and well, watch Sunday MLS Sunday you got soccer. two on FS1, right? I think so. We, uh, yeah, you got an ESPN game and then uh, a couple... Uh, Doubleheader on FS1, starting off with Sporting KC and NYCFC. So, man, I cannot awesome. wait. It is going to be awesome. It is a fun-filled weekend. And, I, dude, we actually got games to, to preview. Uh, uh, you know, we can we can touch on these preseason games just a little bit, but we actually can preview this upcoming game. That's crazy. 
It's going to be so much fun. Man, getting excited just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> Calm it down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as you said, there were a couple more preseason games last week. Um, the results for both of them didn't really go how mm. Sporting would have liked. Uh, they lost 2-1 right. to one to the New England Revolution and then uh, lost 3-2 to two to the Portland Timbers after that. But uh, you, you watched them. I, I got to see um, a, a good chunk of them. Um, I did. Did, did. Did anything stand out to you? Well, the Wednesday one was rough. People were calling me out online like, aren't you supposed to be working? I was like, man, don't, <laughs> don't blow my cover, all right? My phone is under my desk. I, come on, I'm trying to work. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it sounded like the club took some positives away. Like, we just look at wins and losses. We're like, oh, we lost. But it's like, it's a preseason game. Let's all chillax, all right? Take a chillaxative. It's all going to be fine. But uh, uh, they the games were great, man. I mean, in all these games, how many to- how many people are scoring goals? I mean, it's didn't they say it's like ten plus players that have scored different different times? Yeah, I think I saw it was either ten or eleven different players, something like that. Ten players and eleven goals, or I don't know. It was a lot, double that's digits awesome. for sure. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's... I mean that just shows people are are wanting to put the ball in the back of the net. I mean the striker search doesn't I mean, that doesn't put a a, a great what am I trying to say? Uh, it's not a necessity to find a striker if, if people are going to put the ball in the back of the net like that. Yeah, it's at least certainly not an immediate pressing need. I think we all thought, I think we all, obviously, we all still want that DP striker. I mean, whenever you can get a, a, a good, you know, striker, especially in a designated player level in MLS, that's going to make your team better. But coming out of the end of last year, we all. If you would have told us that, hey, we're going to go through a whole offseason and the only striker we're going to sign is Kyrie Shelton, we'd be like, we're screwed. Like, we're this team, <laughs> that, that team's not better. But this team really is a better, more complete, deeper team than last year. The attack will be better, I think, even, even without that designated player striker. I mean, you look at some of the passes that Johnny Russell's making. Even if Espinoza may have been offside, I don't really care. That ball that Johnny Russell sent into him was weighted so beautifully. You look at some of these passes, that, that like that that long ball that Emiliano Amor sent to Gerso before he uh, Gerso earned the PK. Gorgeous, mm. Quase, Emiliano. Felipe. The, I mean, all of them are are just. It seems like they're clicking, and that is what excites me. Is because does, they've only dude. been playing together for like a couple weeks. Uh, oh yeah. And the passes, I mean, they're, they're really clicking on the passes, too. Like, they they know where each other are going to be. And sure, occasionally you see, like, a, a fumbled, you know, fumbled ball or something. But it's like they're, they're still learning each other. And it's tough to take away anything from the from preseason at all, let alone the first, you know, couple months of MLS in general. So right. it'll be interesting to see if we get off, you know, on the right foot and just sprinting or if we're still kind of feeling it out and and – you know, just kind of easing into it. Yeah, for sure. I, I think the thing that, uh, the thing about these passes and about the chemistry that's exciting me most is, you know, I think it speaks to the quality of players that Peter has brought in this off season, because yes, it takes time to, to learn your teammates, learn where they like the ball, learn how they make their runs, etc. But at a certain level, you know, it, it, 
certain quality players just expect if I put the ball in this part of the field, someone's going to be there. Or if I make this run, someone's going to get me the ball. And, and, and chemistry plays less of a factor. And, and I think for me, seeing that after just a couple of weeks, you know, Felipe knows if I put this ball in the box here, Roger's going to get it. Or, or, or Johnny knows if I send this ball in, Roger's going to get it. Or, or, or what have you. I, I think they just have that soccer IQ, that know-how, that wherewithal to know where to put the ball mm-hmm. and, and have just a little bit higher quality than we've had in the past. Nothing to take away from Gerso or Shallowy or, or whoever we've had. I think, you know, MLS in general, players are just getting smarter. And I think Sporting KC really met the bar this offseason. And if they get that striker sometime, maybe in the summer... Who knows? Maybe that puts them over the edge to go from a good to great team. But we'll see. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you this. Uh, we really don't have that guy who's going to take someone one-on-one and do some showboating move that just, you know, blows the pants off some guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, we're just – but we're clicking. We're pinging the ball around, and it's, it's a team game. And that's great. I mean, I think – I feel like we focus so much on, on wanting that, that one playmaker. But uh, – I'm not saying I could do it. I, I, when I get the ball, I'm like, you know, I crap myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to see the whole team involved on, on everything. Yeah, I mean, I have to believe that, you know, if if preseason is any indication, and I know it's not always really a direct comparison, no. obviously, because you're not playing your starters all the time. Other teams aren't playing their starters all the time. What have you, but. This offense seems like, to me, it, there's no way it's only going to score 40 goals. That was our season total last year, and, and it, it feels like there's just oh, yeah. too much quality to score you know, that few of goals, which was third worst in the West. It just doesn't feel like it feels like we have addressed that problem. And so, um, I don't know. It's just it's exciting. Dude, did you, did you watch the Portland game at all? You said you saw bits and pieces. I saw uh, most of the first half. I had to leave. I couldn't watch much of the second half, so um, I didn't. Okay. I didn't see uh, sort of what happened there. But but man, I well they they got a guy, dude. They brought in a new striker called Armentero. Yeah. And bro, Fernando Adi wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. And this dude was kind of doing everything. Yeah, I know. My brother's a Timbers fan, and he's super excited about him. Um, they may really? they may experiment a little bit with a four four two and play both of them up top, which that'll be scary for the West. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, if they can if they can do that and it and it works, um, Portland's gonna be good. I, I think they're they're gonna be one of the best teams in the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll we'll certainly preview uh, all of the well. We're gonna we're, we'll talk about all the games very briefly. We we'll might talk about it a little bit. Yeah, we might go into depth on, on a couple of the marquee games, and then uh, before the pod's over, we're gonna give you our top six in each conference. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll put ourselves out there, do a little bold predictions, and then um, when the season ends, you can go back and listen and tell us how wrong we were, because um, that's probably gonna happen. Because <laughs> we will be wrong. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but as we mentioned. First game on Sunday, 
NYCFC at Children's Mercy Park, 6.30 p.m. on FS1. Who do you think, based off of the preseason, you know, we we had given a predicted starting 11 before based off of the question, but that was maybe halfway through the preseason. Um, I don't know. Has has your? We don't have to go back and, and say who we thought would be the starting 11 then, but... Do you, no. Who do you think – do you have a starting 11? Who do you think we'll see out there when Sporting KC takes the field on Sunday night? Bro, I think we both thought that it would be the same starting 11 we just saw start against the Timbers, right? Um, well, I, I mean, that's kind of what we were thinking. I thought – I thought I think it would be a little different. I thought Rubio would start up top, and I thought right, Gerso right. would be in there, and I thought Quase would would be in the midfield. But, you know – I, I think yeah you got Croze on the wing like that yeah I think and now this is assuming Shelton came off hurt in in that Timbers game um assuming that see and they said that's a contusion by the way they said that's not a big deal and I'm like well what's that mean yeah I, not a big deal could mean out for two weeks or he's back tomorrow my guess is it was just precautionary that look if he's hurt at all or if anyone that is a potential starter is hurt at all I I would be willing to bet that Peter was gonna pull him because. There's no reason to get hurt in the final preseason game of the year. Um, well, I'm googling contusion. <laughs> I would. I'm not a doctor. If I were a betting man, which I'm not, because I don't want to lose all my money, um, I, I would guess that the lineup that we saw start the Timbers game is probably going to be the starting lineup that we see come out against NYCFC, and that's assuming Kyrie Shelton is healthy. Um, you know what a contusion is? Tell me. It's a bruise. Ah. Dr. Kuzer. Bottom line, dude, it's like a bruise. Okay. So, yeah, well. Why can't he just say bruise? Why has it got to give me confusion about the contusion? <laughs> contusion, confusion. Um, Seriously, man. Sounds like a bad band. Um, <laughs> we're contusion, confusion. <laughs> we're going to rock your faces. Yep, pretty much. Um... Yeah, it, if if Shelton's doing well, I think we see him start up top, which is kind of crazy because he hasn't really played striker in MLS during his time with NYCFC. Even though he kind of is a striker, that's what he played in college, he wasn't getting any time there with David Villa in New York. So um, I guess we all kind of assumed that it would be Rubio's spot to lose, but Peter seems to like Shelton, um, and he seems to like both Quase and Felipe on the field at the same time, and the only way to have them both on the field at the same time if Quase's not on the wing is to sit Roger. And Roger's been looking great. So I don't think you can sit him to start the season. Um, no, dude, I don't think you can sit Roger at all because um, he's he's kind of crushing it. Yeah, he. I mean, to me, and I don't know if this is just me, you know, with, with a little bit of recency bias or what because he's been involved in, in a couple of goals, but... Tell me if I'm wrong. It seems like he's a little bit more aggressive in the attack so far this preseason. And I don't know if... Yeah, what's that about? I don't know if that's just them messing around with tactics in the preseason. Or now you got, you know, Ilya and, and, and Felipe are able to, to cover a bit more. You know, because before, Benny was always going to be the attacking midfielder. Roger didn't really need to go up there. But, you know, Felipe and Roger kind of play similar position they're both that sort of number eight box to box midfielder so i wonder if you know 
Peter told Roger, look, we don't have a, a, a true number 10 in there if, if you got Felipe and Roger both in the midfield. So have a little bit of freedom to, to work up in the attack a little bit more because Felipe can drop back and cover you, whereas Benny was always going to be up around the box. Benny wasn't ever really dropping back to play defense because that just wasn't his game. So, but I don't, right. I, I, I like it. Roger, he's looking good. Um, I mean, with that goal. No, I dig it, dude. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I, here, here's, here's the lineup I think we're going to see. It, it, it's the same that we saw against the Timbers. So it's, Russell on the left, Shelton at striker, Croise on the right, and then in the midfield, Felipe, Ilié is sort of the defensive holding midfielder, and then Roger Espinoza, and then uh, left back, it seems like he likes Christian Lobato there over Seth right now, and then you got Ike, Beasler, Zussi, and Melia. I, I think that's it. So that that could probably be it. Yeah, I mean, and of course he's gonna tell you, well, we got some things to figure out still, so yeah. it's not set in stone, but. Yeah. Well, uh, that that sounds to be it, though. I I would I I put a little money on it, maybe. And now knowing Peter, he's gonna get out there, and it's gonna be like some weird lineup we didn't see all preseason. It's just gonna be like, nope, this is it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, thanks. It's gonna be, yeah. Who knows? But. Uh, yep. No, I think it's a uh, Zendejas in goal. Actually, he's playing better. <laughs> Zussi's playing uh, striker, and uh, we're gonna move Ike up on the wing. So no, um, <laughs> Peter. Peter uh, he'll he'll mess around every once in a while, but I I think he'll he'll go with with what we've seen this first game, and I'm excited, man. Probably so. Um, so. And what do you think about the opponent about New York City? Man, New York City scares me. To be honest, um, I am really glad that this game is at home because. I think Sporting KC is going to do really well at home this year. They oh, Children's Mercy Park is always a, a, a fortress for Sporting KC. But oh, I yeah. think I think New York City might be one of the favorites to win MLS Cup when it's all said and done. Um, I actually, and I was talking with some people earlier, I actually picked them to win MLS Cup if I as, as things stand right now. So I think they're going to be really good. I think... Um, David Villa is going to keep it going. I think Saad Abdul Salam, former SKC man, is going to fit right in with them in that right back spot. Um, but I don't think Sporting KC will let them come into Children's Mercy Park with all the emotion on opening night on national TV and and let them win. There's just no way. I don't think. What about you? Oh, I think that's right. And especially being the first game of the season, like we're not going to know what to expect. It could be anyone's game, but I think you gotta. I think the needle weighs heavily towards Kansas City. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's 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 so tough to really know in the first game of the year what to expect because you know, like we said, you all you really have to work off of is um, preseason, and you know it. New York City had some some turnover. Um, they lost Shelton, obviously. Came to Sporting KC. They lost Jack Harrison, who got purchased slash transferred by their parent club, Manchester City, and then got sent out right away to, to, to Middlesbrough. Um, there's no more Andre Pirlo because he retired. Um, but 
you know, they brought in Saad Abdul Salam. They brought in Jesus Medina, who is a, a midfielder who could make some noise. Um, it'll it'll be really interesting t- to see. Um, I, I think they'll be I, I think they'll be a really solid team that'll that'll challenge Toronto FC for top spot in the East, especially since Toronto has all of the CONCACAF Champions League to go through, and I think they're going to be gunning for it because they kind of want to be the first MLS team to win it. So I think that might take some out of Toronto. Uh, do you think I'm selling New York City too high? No. Not at all, dude. I think they're going to pick up right where they left off. I mean, they had a great season last year and ended high and just kind of, you know, flubbed out of the playoffs. It was very upsetting for them to lose to the crew like they did. And um, it's it's. I, I think they're going to pick up where they left off, though. You know, unfinished business, so to speak. Yeah. I. I... So it's going to be a tough game. I mean, no doubt about that. Do you uh, do you have a score prediction for this game? Are you willing to go out on a limb? Oh, well, we have to. We got to do that. I think so too. What do you? I mean, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say two one SKC. Okay. I um, I was actually gonna go out on a decently large limb and say I think it'll be three one SKC. I think. Oh my. I think this team wants to make a statement. I think they have heard all offseason long um, from people, including their manager and owner, Rob Heineman, that this team can't score goals. How are we, we going to score? We need to yeah. find people who can score. And then they didn't get that striker, and they hear from fans, and they probably see it on Twitter. Every time Sporting KC sends out a tweet, they're like, how about you sign a striker? And, you know, players aren't shielded from that they they see it 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 affects them and i think they're going to want to come out and prove that we are a good team who can potentially compete as is like i said obviously that striker would help but um and then you know the defense is what it is it's it's going to be solid it's going to be one of the best defenses in the league i think timelia might repeat as goalkeeper of the year um so i Bro, that's that's a bold prediction right there. That could be the real deal. I hope so, man. He uh he's pretty young as keepers go. He's in the like that early to middle part of of his prime. He's got most, if not all, of that back line in front of him still. Depending on what happens with Lobato and Sinovic at, at left back, I see no reason why he can't. Um, I mean there there's some other guys out there like Zach Steffen from Columbus who's kind of a hot pick for keeper of the year especially cuz he played so well against Atlanta United in that playoff game but I mean really mm-hmm. you know the west isn't quite as strong as the east and there it doesn't have the attacking players really that the east does so I think that's to Amelia's advantage um I think that's to Sporting's advantage all season long is that they don't have to compete with Toronto and New York and Atlanta and Chicago and a retooled Orlando. I, I mean, so I think Sporting KC and Timelia are, are in a good spot. There you go. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, so having said that, where do you think, as this team stands right now, um, what do you think? is the ceiling for this team come season's end. We didn't get that striker. They could still get one in the summer. Like if they still could get one in this window, technically it's not closed yet, but more likely summer. But 
you know, for conversation's sake, as the team stands right now, how far do you think this team can go? Dude, I think they can go all the way, if I'm being so? honest. I mean, that could be a total homer opinion, because it probably is. <laughs> I Was said it? you think so? All the way? I mean, yeah. I mean, you you kind of want to ask that question again in August. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we talk about that all we talk about that all the time. And uh, if we're riding high in August, then shoot, yeah. I mean, we're gonna. I, I'd call SKC and probably NYC or Toronto and MLS Cup. You know. You'd, but uh, I I think that the potential's there. And then they start clicking on and and firing that. You know, there's nothing they couldn't do this year. Yeah, I um, I I'm I'm trying to temper my my homer expectations because I want to be right there with you. I want to say, yeah, they can go all the way. Um, <laughs> you know, I've thought that a couple times in the last couple years and have been burned, and maybe that was me being a little bit of a homer. So I'm I what I told myself I was going to do this year is take what you think they'll be and then bring it down one step, and so. Where I have them now is sort of at the level where they can challenge for um, playing in the Western Conference Finals. Um, I think, you know, teams like Seattle and, and Portland are really at the top of the West right now. Even though Seattle just lost Jordan Morris, it was just announced today he's out for the Seattle year. Just lost Jay um, so that, that that might yeah. change things up a bit. But you know, we were just talking about Portland's attack. They're going to be really good. Um, who knows? Maybe Sporting KC will will surprise the rest of MLS because I, I don't think a lot of people in the MLS world are expecting Sporting KC to be an MLS Cup contender right now, um, just if for no other reason than mm-hmm. we've lost four straight knockout round games on the road and it's kind of hard to shed that reputation. Um, but I think, I'll say right now, they are a Western Conference Finals team. If they can add that striker in the summer, I think that's what puts them over the top into potentially a favorite in the West to come out and make it to MLS Cup. And, and who knows, maybe even challenge Toronto. Um, I mean, it sounds like you already have them up in, in MLS Cup, so if they get that striker, they're 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 winning it, right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick, man. I mean, it's a lot, lots to look forward to, lots to speculate about, and uh, that's what we're here for—to start that conversation and make stupid, bold predictions like for that. For sure, I, I will say I think you know one thing that is sort of in your predictions' favor is is this team really is I think deeper than any team we've had in a long time. Um, you know, with with Croze, and, and even Brad Evans can rotate into the midfield. Um, you know, Krause is also able to play up on the wing, but then you have Gerso and Shallowy who are coming off the bench. You got Rubio. Um, Brad Evans can play right back. Sinovic left back. Jalen Lindsay even at right back. Um, Emiliano Amor at center back. This team is a team that's built to sustain the long haul of the MLS season, and, and that's a first time for me in a few years that I felt that way for Sporting KC. Because I was always like, hey, this is a really good team until someone gets hurt, and then we're kind of screwed. But I don't really feel that way this year, yeah, do you? What? No, not at all. Uh, excuse me. Uh, you, uh, you you, couldn't be more right. I mean, we're deep as hell, man. Uh, 
you know, I don't like to speculate about injuries because I'm very superstitious. But, you know, God forbid uh, uh, someone like Zussi go down, then, well, gosh dang. I mean, I, f- I feel comfortable having Jalen Lindsay or, or Colton Storm. Or Brad in, Evans. You know? Brad, Brad Evans. Jeez, dude. Forgot about him already. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. But, yeah, you're right. Probably him before Jalen. Yeah, it's just... That's the. I think that's the biggest thing for me this offseason is just, and I think that's what Peter did so well is bring in quality depth. Um, and I'm excited. Yeah, and it's a long season, dude. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a long season. Um, with Open Cup, you know, there's always going to be games um, where it gets uh, a, a little tough. Um, you know, playing midweek games, but that's what this depth is for to help uh navigate those games and and then you'll be able to come out of that uh sort of summer craziness into the the last couple months of the season strong because you got that depth and that's where sporting's needed it is to to get through that that end of season lull so 100 percent um you got any other uh any other points to make on uh on the game this sunday before we uh move along a little bit and, and maybe look to uh couple of these other no. games that are coming on dude i think the one thing to remember on sunday is that it's you kind of got to think of it still as in preseason. so if we go up against these guys and we lose i mean you still got to be like okay hey we're still we're still working things out now i don't think that's going to be the case but I, I i i think if you lose that's that's what you take away from it and if you win you're like oh hell yeah okay yeah. So it's kind of like you're going to you're going to swing you're going to finagle it to make yourself feel better no matter which way the the result yeah, is. Yeah, there's there's certainly I mean either way, you make a good point. You don't really want to overreact no matter what cuz it's, it's tough to right. overhype, you know. I mean, was it last year or the year before Sporting KC started off like 3 and 0 on 4 or 4 and 0 something like that and we're like this is we're going to win MLS Cup. Like just give it to us now. Yeah. You know, and then <laughs> yep. we go through like a 12 game winless streak in the middle of the season. And it's like, if we had relegation, we'd be relegated. Like we're the worst. And then we work our way back up into that sort of fifth, sixth spot. And then we kind of fizzle out. But, you know, teams like Seattle two years in a row were kind of hovering around that red line. And then they made a late season push um, and then ended up in MLS cup and winning it in one case. So yeah. You're absolutely right. It's all about what happens at the end of the year. We have a little bit of uh, buffer time to start the season when we're still learning things, but it's going to be yeah, fun, so man. Yeah, so keep an open mind. you got to keep an open mind come Sunday and, and uh, you know, hope, hope, hope for the best and don't be upset if the worst happens. So, yeah, looking toward the games this weekend. Um, of course, there are a couple of ccl games in, in the middle of the week we're not going to worry about those too much um hey i'm going to watch those because they're not at 9 p.m they're at 7 that is true one of them is at 9 p.m seattle right, on Thursday plays, or something. yeah they play at 9 p.m but um you're right we yeah, uh, care about them. <laughs> gonna uh gonna get a chance to watch a, a few ccl games not super late at night but um yeah first game of the MLS season, Saturday, March 3rd, 12 p.m., we got a rematch of uh, of the Eastern Conference Finals, Toronto FC and Columbus Crew. Uh, 
Columbus lost some of their key players uh, this offseason, um, you know, not the least of which is Ola Kamara and, uh, and Justin Merrim, and Toronto got stronger. They added uh, Vanderveel, uh, a, a left back, right back, I'm not sure which one, I forget, um, who's played for PSG, um, you know, he's played for Ajax. They, they, they just added depth and, and, and they just got better. So I don't know. Do you see it's it's in Toronto, I think. Is there any way Columbus goes into Toronto and beats Toronto at BMO Field? Nope. I think Toronto takes it. That's a pretty easy conversation to have. And uh, I will say I wish I wish that team – I wish they, they scheduled it so MLS Cup teams played each other the first game of the year. I know that's silly because they only play each other once a year, you know, being in different conferences. So they want the game to matter a little more and let them be in be in form more, you know? Yeah. So that I think they, they do it like midway through the season. But I think it would be sweet to just throw it in right at the beginning. I mean, don't don't they do that in baseball? Don't the World Series teams, you know, face off right away? Uh, they might. That's a good question. Um, I'm not 100- – I thought they did, and, and I can't really remember. Yeah, I mean, hey, that'd be a huge uh, sort of ratings boost to kick off the season. If I mean, if you were telling me that Toronto and Seattle were going to play each other right off the bat first game of the year, I mean, I'm going to be watching anyway, but man, that'd be exciting. Especially at BMO, like literally a rematch of the, the MLS Cup game. That's a good idea. Oh, yeah, dude. That'd be super exciting. And, and I don't think we got to spend a lot of time on these... Uh, on these the the rest of the schedule this week, but I think we can definitely no. go through and you know just say yeah this team wins, yeah. this team wins <laughs> for sure. Um, the second Don't one draw you know yeah the second one's kind of a, a an interesting game too. Houston Dynamo um, host Atlanta United FC. Um, I don't really know what to expect from the Dynamo this year. I see some people saying they could yeah. win the West, and I see other people saying they're going to finish tenth in the West. Um, but I think everybody agrees Atlanta is going to be pretty good. So. Um, then again, Houston's always pretty good at home, so I don't know. What do you what do you think's happening there? Oh, dude, Atlanta's coming in hot, and they're gonna let you know that they're hot because they like to talk about themselves all the time. Yes, they do. <laughs> they they're coming in hot, and I think they're I think they're gonna really try to bang out some goals in Houston's you know home. Yeah. So they got the pieces to do it, and and. They're just a strong team. It's crazy. I don't know how they're how they're doing it. I'm like, is there not a salary cap for every team? Do you guys not have that? <laughs> they got. I don't uh, get it. Apparently, they um, they know how to get around it. They know all the tricks of uh, the MLS rosters, and they can figure it out. Um, and they got an owner willing to spend money. Spent 15 million dollars on Ezekiel Barco, the MLS record for the the 18 year old this off season. So. Um, right. If you're not spending money, though, where's the money going? I mean, is it just like they just put it towards parties or free beer for the cauldron or what? <laughs> well, there's some money that you ha- it's use it or lose it. Like some of some yeah, of the TAM, you, you don't really get a choice mm. if you want to roll it over. Um, I think there is, like for Sporting KC, I think there is sort of a perception among fans that like, hey, we haven't signed a striker, so we're just stockpiling millions and millions and millions of allocation funds. Um but, you know, Gerso was a DP, Zussi was a DP, Beezer was a DP, Roger was a DP, now we got uh, Johan and Johnny Russell and Felipe. So, I mean, 
all of those players are above the DP threshold, and that's where that allocation money comes in to buy some of those players down. So Sporting KC is using a, a, quite a bit of it. That's not to say they still don't have quite a bit left for that striker, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a good reminder for, for people is that you know, just because we didn't get that three or four million dollar striker yet doesn't mean that that TAM hasn't been put to good use because otherwise we don't get Johan or Johnny Russell or Felipe. So, um, but hey, I don't think Sporting KC will ever be spending fifteen million dollars like Atlanta. I just don't think that's the style. Um, no, there's no way. <laughs> then again, Atlanta got just as far as Sporting KC did in the playoffs last year, so. Um, Boom. There's that. <laughs> um, Got him. Moving on. Um, we can literally spend about 10 seconds talking about this one because it's Philadelphia Union hosting the New England Revolution. Is this the most boring game of the weekend? Yeah, it sounds boring. Um, I was going to put it on the TV and then thought, mm, do I have to? No, you don't have to. Could you see that being a nil-nil draw? Uh, I absolutely could. Um, because <laughs> Lee Wynn's not going to be playing for New England because they are, like, holding him hostage there because he wants to leave, and Brad Friedel's like, let me talk in my fake British accent, and no, Lee, you can't leave. Um, that's Does not what Brad Friedel... Well, have you not heard him talk? It's the weirdest. No, I don't think so. He's American, but he spent so much of his career over in England that he has this weird British accent now that everyone thinks he fakes, but he claims he just <laughs> picked up a British accent from living there for so long. Like, go Google a video of Brad Friedel, and it's the str- like it's literally the- I've never heard anyone have an accent like this. It's the weirdest. Um, and I think he's faking it. I knew he was American. I was like, why are you giving him this yeah, accent no, right now? No, it's it's the stupidest. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're not British. Okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm not watching that game. No one cares. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it cause I'm OCD and that's what I do, but I'll probably hate myself. If I have it on at all, it'll be for 30 minutes until this next game starts a half an hour later, Orlando city SC yeah, versus DC United. Um, these are two teams that missed the playoffs last mm-hmm. year, but have kind of added some pieces. Orlando, especially man, they went crazy. Um, they got Sasha yeah, Kleschen. Yeah, but your boy Dom Dwyer's hurt. Is he hurt? I didn't even know that. Yeah, dude. I'm like, you're... Dwyer's got a thigh strain, man. Out of sight, out of mind. He's out of my life. I don't even care. Get out of here, Dom. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you are you at home <laughs> eating pie? You know, missing Dom? Uh, you're just like, this French silk pie takes, takes my pain I'm just away. I eating ice cream. Um, <laughs> I did have ice cream today, but not because of Dom. Um, it was because it I was I just want everything delicious. a la mode. <laughs> um, so is he not going to play? Do you no, know? No, dude, I think he's hurt for a little bit. I don't, I don't know if there's a timetable or nothing, but he's he is injured. Hmm, interesting. Okay, well, either way, I know it. Um, they lost Kyle Laren to uh, Turkey, but they brought in Sasha Kleschen. Yeah. They brought in Justin Merrim. They brought in Yuri Rosell, former sporting man. They uh they they made some moves and I think they will be good. But then again, DC United, they you um, think? they have Paul Ariola. They added Yamil Assad from Atlanta United. They're going to be good too. So uh, this is a kind of a fun game. Really? Yeah. I I didn't I didn't put that together. I thought it'd be like a boring game, but it's uh yeah you make some good good points there about all those acquisitions. Yeah, I think these two teams had two of the better off seasons. Um. I think Jason Christ, the Orlando City coach, is kind of playing for his job. 
right, or coaching for his job. For his job, absolutely. So I think yep. um, maybe there's a little bit of pressure taken off now that Kaká is retired because you don't really feel the need to play him. Uh, and sometimes Orlando looked even better when they didn't have Kaká on the field last year. So, um, you know, now they're going to be able to, to sort of play a little bit more of whatever style Christ wants because he doesn't have to worry about Kaká. So, uh, and, and, you know, DC United added some pieces and they're going to want to be doing pretty well when their stadium opens in a few months. So, um, I don't know. I think these two teams might be a little bit exciting. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, yeah, that could be a fun one. We'll move on to Western Conference Clash, FC Dallas versus Real Salt Lake. Um, RSL maybe got a little better this offseason. What do you think about this one? Did they, though? I mean... Beckerman cut his hair. He's uh, hey, that's not <laughs> hashtag not my Beckerman. Hashtag not my Beckerman. Who is this imposter? Um, I will. That's for real, man. I will tell you. So here's a hot take. Ben Bear from MLSsoccer.com. I don't know if you know who he is, but he does a lot mm-hmm. of their like analytics and I stuff. Do. He picked RSL to win the West. Um, I don't. Well, he's wrong a lot of the times. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna win the West, but. They did look a lot better under coach Mike Petke than they did under Jeff Kassar after Kassar got fired. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to kind of watch what they do. I also think it'll be interesting to see how FC Dallas responds after their epic collapse at the end of last year where they just tanked and ended up missing out on the playoffs altogether. Um, True. And they're rolling with some Champions League right now too, man. So who knows if they're going to have some banged up guys. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna um, it's gonna be interesting. I, I I think FC Dallas always has the potential of being really good. RSL, um, if they can kind of keep that upward momentum from last year, it could be good too. Um, I think this game's a a, a decent one. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely have that on. Um, the last game on Saturday, this one maybe is not as good. Um, and it starts at 9:30, so I might be asleep by the time this one ends. Yeah. But San Jose is hosting Minnesota United FC. Um, is there any anything good to come from this one? Um, no, other than I'll be asleep <laughs> for it. That's for sure. Yeah, sleep is good. Um, I'm Man, I'm a fan those of those Western Conference games. Or the, the the games out west, like on the West Coast, are, are just rough sometimes. They are rough. I hate it when Sporting goes out there and it's like, oh, hey, they're playing the Galaxy and it starts at 9.30 p.m. And it's like, I want to go to sleep. I don't, I'm an old man. Bro, <laughs> I'm just excited I'm going out there for that game, man. Yeah, that'll help. Um, hopefully you're not jet lagged. But um, it'll, right. it'll be fun. I, I will be watching that. The game starts that. at 6, though, actually. Oh, is Okay, well, that's good. Sometimes, man, they go out west here. and it's so late. I hate it. Um, yeah. Sunday, we got that'll some... Be, yeah, San Jose. Oh, yeah, we're just going to breeze over it. Good call. <laughs> I mean, do you have something that you need to say about it? No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> um, good. <laughs> Moving on to Sunday. Um, this one, first game on Sunday, is maybe the marquee game of the weekend because it is the premiere of Los Angeles Football Club, the new expansion team. Um, they mm-hmm. are. That's being, what everyone's watching. Yeah, they're hosted by Seattle Sounders. It's going to be on ESPN. It's a big one, but 
LAFC they has like whole team. no players. <laughs> yeah, they have just <laughs> enough to field an 18, which I guess is all you need for the first game. But um, true, they they don't have a lot of depth. So what what do you, what do you expect from LAFC in their first game? Do you think they have a chance at beating the defending Western Conference champions? No, not at all. I mean, I think they're I think we're gonna see them. Uh, I don't think they're going to be an Atlanta expansion team. I think they're going to be kind of a Minnesota expansion team and kind of have to work some kinks out. I mean, they got some names, but I don't I don't know how they're going to work together, you know? Yeah. Um, it's been really strange how they've gone about building this club. I thought they were going to follow the Atlanta yeah. model and splash some cash and really take advantage of the fact that the LA Galaxy are down. There was so much momentum and excitement, and then it... To me, it it and I don't know if this is just me, but it really feels like they've kind of fallen flat. Like I'm excited because they're new, but they haven't really done anything to earn my excitement other than they're new. And as much as I give crap to Atlanta fans, they earned that excitement. They brought in good players. They sold out a 70,000 seat stadium. They had good looking jerseys. LAFC kind of feels like they've been mailing it in. They're just like, we're LAFC. The Galaxy suck. We're going to be great. And then it's like, well, here's our plain black and plain white jerseys, and we don't need to sign players. <laughs> and, you know, we are going to do these stupid hat tip videos every week because we can't figure out something else to do. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I, I just I, I kind of agree with you. I think at first I thought they were going to be really good and maybe would challenge for a playoff spot. And now I'm like, you guys are like – seventh eighth in the west i think i don't know and and yeah that sounds about right seattle i just feel bad for because well i feel bad for jordan morris because tearing your acl and being out for a whole year is never fun um oh it's a bad deal i i dislike the sounders but you as a fan of mls you never want to see one of the young stars like jordan morris go down like that it's just not good for the game um yeah and and you know now they'll have Will Bruin starting up top at striker, who he was fine last year, but he doesn't feel like he's a starting striker on an MLS Cup winning team. Um, so I don't know. Right. They might need to to spend a little money to to bring in someone in the summer. Um, I think they plan to. I think they flat out said we're going to. Okay. Well, there you go. I th- I think they probably have to because otherwise they they're gonna um, they're gonna need to figure out a way to score some goals. Um, yeah. The next game, this is the only one not on national TV. Um, it's like just a couple of Canadians fighting each other. Um, Vancouver Whitecaps host the Montreal Impact. Um, hmm. I, I just, I feel like, I don't know about you, but these two teams kind of just feel like they're both like, meh. Like, okay, whatever. It's, it's kind of a meh. I mean, what do you got? You got that Raheem Edwards for Montreal, right? That young kid. Yeah. And but, then you um, got, you know, Kai Kamara's with Vancouver now, so that's that's interesting to watch, I suppose. Yeah, and they got Alfonso Davies, who's an exciting young player on Vancouver, but I just, like... Sure. These two teams feel like they're just, like, you're not Toronto, so, okay. Um, and I feel like they're just overshadowed by Toronto being the other two Canadian teams, and, and neither of them feel like a real threat in either of their respective conferences, so it's just kind of like, okay, you'll have your... Little Canadian rivalry, um, not to belittle Canada, but 
kind of right. to belittle Canada. Um, sorry to our Canadian listeners. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> you know, I just that one's not the most exciting game to me. Um, obviously, 6:30 p.m. Sporting KC hosting NYCFC is the most important game of the weekend. Oh, as far course, as I'm concerned, uh, we talked about that in depth. Um, and it's a uh, not a bad way to end the weekend with LA Galaxy hosting the Portland Timbers. Um, do you think? Yeah, that's a fun one right there. That's a late game though, again, and I don't like late games. I don't like late games either. But do you think LA will rebound after their abysmal 2017? Oh yeah, I think they've gotten better, and Portland's gotten better, and I think I think that's gonna be a pretty sweet matchup, really. I think so, too. That'll be a fun one. I think those two teams will both be there in the mix come end of the year. Um, and I think L.A. did a fantastic job. L.A. Galaxy did a fantastic job retooling and sort of staving off what people thought was a surging LAFC and had a you know, a chance of taking over L.A. as the team. But I think, I think the Galaxy are going to be able to right the ship, and I think they'll be okay. So uh, that is yes, all sir. of the game's this weekend so i think the way we should end this one is i think we got to give our uh we got to give our our predictions standings in the east standings in the west and then uh maybe pick our mls cup champ what do you say yeah man let's uh let's do it i i think we'll i think we might agree on most of them really but uh Let's start. Go Western Conference here. Let's uh, top six. Let's. Who who's the sixth club to get in there? I have L.A. Galaxy at number six. Who do you have? Okay. I could get behind that. I mean, I wanted to be bold and say like Minnesota or something, but I think that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think- um. Let's see here. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'd say I'd say Galaxy at six, and then I'll say uh, uh, who goes who goes number five probably Seattle. Ooh, you're underrating Seattle in my book. You think so? Yeah, I have them much higher. We will get to them in a little bit. Um, I don't know. This is gonna be this is gonna be too difficult. Top six on each conference. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to just read who I have in, as my top six for the West and the East, and then you yeah, can yeah yeah you, you can just tell go. Me. Um, so okay, so yeah. in the West, this is the order I have, and it will be all wrong. I actually have Seattle finishing number one in the West. I think they're gonna sign someone, and I think they're gonna be just fine. Um, I have Seattle, then Portland, then SKC, then RSL, Houston, and LA Galaxy. So. Um, those are my six. I have um, I have I LA, on board with LAFC I mean, missing out. Um, I have I have FC Dallas, Dallas missing out. Yeah, those are kind of the two that um, that that don't make the cut for me. I don't know. What do you think? Minnesota misses. Uh, yeah, I could agree. And 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 those six top teams maybe the order mixed up around a little bit but i think those six teams are good yep yeah i mean my order is probably gonna be all wrong because who the hell knows what's gonna happen mls is weird but um if i get even five of those six right in some order i'll consider it a success um (laughs) the east for me is a bit more stacked um this one could be hard 
but I have, you know, I, I think the top three are pretty much set at Toronto, NYCFC, and Atlanta. Those those are going to be the top three in some order, I think. Um, okay. Then I have Orlando getting in there because of all the moves they've made. Chicago, because I, even though they lost David Akam, I think they're still going to be good. And then the New York Red Bulls I have in there. So I think um, the Columbus crew are going to miss out after losing a couple of key players. And I think D.C. United, mm-hmm. even though I think they'll be much improved this year, I think they just missed the cut because I think the East is just too strong. So what do you think? Nah, dude, we're pretty... I mean, I didn't make a list, so to speak. I was kind of going to just kind of fumble through do it. Do it live. I realized that would take 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would say that'd be a 20-minute thing there. So uh, I dig it. I dig all the names you said. I mean, I was thinking of the people you left out in the Eastern Conference. Did you put, or- put Orlando in the top six? Yeah, I have Orlando at fourth. Uh, I don't like that at all. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't think they're going to make know. it? I or? think they're my... I'd love for them not to. I mean, and and have, I don't know. You hate to have anyone get fired, but I just I love drama. Yeah. That's a okay. So <laughs> I'm gonna get back to that in a second. Who we'll, we'll do our MLS Cup champ first. Who do you think is gonna win MLS Cup? You think it's Sporting? Dude, I mean, I'm just that's just that's not being realistic. I mean, but you don't know. So you know what? I'll just say it, man. I'll say SKC. It's been five years since they won 2013 MLS Cup. I think they go back and they they end up meeting NYCFC for the in the first game of the season and in the last. Hey man, I would take that. Hands. Wouldn't that down. be badass? I uh, I actually think there's a pretty significant chance that it will be Sporting KC and NYCFC and MLS Cup final. Um, I actually wrote that in a preview article that I wrote. Um, or worked on earlier today. So we are on the same page there. I just, right now, I think NYCFC has a bit more firepower. So if the teams, as they stand now, we're going to go into that game, I would pick NYCFC as much as it pains me. But, man, like I said, (laughs) you bring in that striker. And I uh, I think this team, I think that might push this team up into that top tier of MLS teams. I really think people are sleeping on this Sporting KC team. I think they're going to be good. I think it's going to be an awesome year, and I think it's going to be so much fun. Um, I think so, too. I cannot wait. Um, Now, let me ask you this. Time, man. Get there early. Get yourself a magnet schedule on Sunday. It's going to be good time. Yes, sir. Um, Let me ask you this now, because you mentioned how much you love drama. Who do you think is the first coach to be fired this year? Ooh. I mean... I threw that one at you out of left field, so... Is 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 Siggy Schmidt uh, one of them? I mean, is he on the hot seat at all? I know he hasn't even had a full season yet. That's tough. I, I will say, I don't know if he's on the hot seat per se, but I don't think he's got a very long leash because... You gotta let someone. You gotta let someone build something. You know what I mean. You gotta let the big dog yeah, eat. Yeah, that's true. I just think you know. I'll say this: when they hired Siggy Schmidt, Caleb Porter, I don't think was he wasn't available. Um, right. They right. just needed to bring in someone who could right the ship real fast, and um, 
Siggy Schmidt was the most experienced coach available oh, no. at the time. But if if LAFC, for whatever reason, does start doing really well and the Galaxy continue to struggle like they did last year, I think they might move on mm-hmm. from Siggy pretty quickly. And then maybe they look to a guy like Caleb Porter. Um, so I don't know. Well, who gets fired then? A- Adrian Heath probably from Minnesota? Um, I think it'll either be Adrian Heath or Carl Robinson from Vancouver. Because I think Vancouver, um, okay. they just they had their first ever playoff win last year, but like statistically they weren't actually that good. They only had a plus one goal differential. Um, they just were kind of like mediocre, and they've been kind of mediocre to bad for a while. Um, and and I don't think they'll be good mm-hmm. this year. I think they'll get off to a real slow start, and I think they may fire him. So we'll see. Okay. Fair enough. I'll, I will probably be wrong about everything I've said today, so because that's how MLS works. But anyway, man. Fair enough, homie. It's uh, we're there. 2018 season. There it is. Starts su- uh, guys, Saturday. We are. We're recording this on a Monday, so if you're hearing this, it's Wednesday, and you got some Champions League going on in the middle of this week, and and MLS starts Saturday. Sporting on Sunday. Good times. Yes, sir. Cannot wait. Um, as Pretty always, much, uh, you know, hit the hit the uh, iTunes rating and reviews for us. Let us know what's going on. Uh, tell us you're loving the pod. And, yes, sir. And uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter at Dan Kuzer, at J at JCMac03 at No Other Pod. Yep. Took the words right out of my mouth. Um, there you go, man. Yeah, let us know if you guys agree, disagree with our takes, think we're stupid, think we're genius. Um, let us know. No, definitely the first one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, for Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll talk to y'all after the first games of MLS season 2018. We'll talk to y'all later. Woo. See ya. See ya.